Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of It's Worth Living. Father, we just thank you so much for being with us. We ask that this podcast may be a blessing to everyone that is listening. We pray that your holy presence will be with myself and Pete so that we may be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's topic is self-reflection. But before I get into it, I want to take a minute to acknowledge and send my thoughts to Jacob Blake and his family. Jacob Blake was shot in the back seven times in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And all that took place in front of his three small children. Though we are still gathering details on the case, it hurts on a personal level to see someone or a human being being treated that way, especially a black man. During a time when things are especially tough for black America and protesters, we should be looking out for each other, not destroying each other. At this point, I feel like America would need a miracle to understand what's going on. I hope and pray for that miracle. Our thoughts and prayers also go out to the families of the movie star Chadwick Boseman and NBA basketball star Clifford Robinson, who passed away this weekend. They have left a mark in our lives, and we will always appreciate what they've done. They will truly be missed. All right, so our question of the day is, do you care more about how your life feels or how it looks? Edward Dandekat wrote, Misery won't touch you gentle. It always leaves its thumbprints on you. Sometimes it leaves them for others to see, sometimes for nobody but you to know of. We are engaged with people on a day-to-day -day basis. We interact, engage, share, and then repeat. While walking away, a thought may come to your mind. Something like, when you see me, what do you see? Do you sense happiness, peace, love, or do you feel hurt, pain, anger, frustration? What do you see? These are things that many, if not all, feel on a regular basis. We question, we wrestle, we agonize with our thoughts. What is truly a good place? These are the reflections of self. So the question tonight that we're discussing, Pete, and we're asking our listeners is self-reflection. So why self-reflection? Well, like we discussed before, the thing is, Self-reflection is something that a lot of people run away from. Mm -hmm. uh, people want to uh, self-think, but they don't want to self-reflect. The idea of having to think about the type of person you are sometimes is not an easy thing because that requires for you to study who you are, see what you like, see what you don't like, which could be the easy ones, but seeing the type of person you are and how to deal with things Okay, whether you get angry easily or whether you respond or you get defensive, nobody wants to hear that about themselves. And you know, if you if you have to sit there and think about that, that requires not only to see the your shortcomings, but 
to deal with them later on. And I've realized that so many people don't really care to do all that. Mm. So, so do you think that a lot of people that are walking around now are carrying so much baggage because of maybe trauma that have occurred in their lives? And so rather than dealing with it, they just keep it sort of tucked in and try to move on with life. And although they try to move on in a positive way in front of others they put their smile and they keep it behind closed doors it just eats them and eats but the reason why it eats them may be because of not dealing with it well and that's the thing is not dealing with it is just one thing but there's nothing that happens in your life that does not come back later on wow okay if you didn't deal with it uh, you know that means you never worked it out and there's something that is missing. Mm. So later on, you could be dealing with something else and it's triggered by one thing. Or you then realize, okay, yeah, you now have to face this, something you've never faced in the past. Mm -hmm. And now it becomes an issue between you or whoever else that's involved in the situation. Wow. So are many people then are in denial? A lot of us are in denial. <laughs> <laughs> It's a scary thing. It, 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 it is. It's scary. It is. And and the, the problem is, okay, for, for example, let's say people had some issues in their relationship later mm -hmm. on and they were hurt. We all hurt at some point and that's understandable. But now if we don't deal with that pain, later on we have another relationship that other partner could say something or do something or even look a certain way. Yeah. And it triggers that anger that comes back and you feel like this person is doing the same thing too, even if they're not. So it's a never ending cycle. If you don't deal with it, it never ends. It keeps coming back until it eats you, it eats you. And, and then when, when you face it, it's a lot easier. It becomes a, a thing of your past that you can still think about, but it doesn't hurt as much because you dealt with it. You have now the coping mechanisms to know how to go past it instead of allowing it to take over whatever that you're doing next. So to piggyback on what you're saying, I want us to look at or even discuss why are many people not willing to do some form of self-reflex? What are some responses that we have seen so far regarding individuals that are not wanting to deal with self-reflection well that's easy mm. because it requires vulnerability and it requires change nobody wants to be vulnerable mm -hmm. they feel like that's their weak point and nobody wants to change something that they feel comfortable in already so in in order to you know reflect on something that you know you feel like okay, then you have to change they rather run away from it walk mm -hmm. away from it i remember i mean several times i would uh i would start a conversation with someone well you know it our conversation could be a, a number of things but let, mm -hmm. let's say healthy eating for example yeah you would start talking to people about it because they feel comfortable eating what they want already even if they were complaining about an issue you tell them if you do this or if you watch this video mm -hmm. that could be something that helps you knowing because i'm pretty sure i'm not the first one to tell them but you know i may tell them a different video but if they know where it's going they rather not want to hear it they say okay no nah, i don't want to hear it just keep it away from me or uh, you or this is gonna just gonna make me hate uh, my what i eat now or what i do this but the idea 
you complain about something is wrong, but you don't want the solution because the solution will require you to make changes that you're not necessarily comfortable with. So we're finding then, you know, with individuals that we meet or converse with on a regular basis, people that complain would rather live with their problems. Basically. And, some and, people would rather <laughs> live with their problems. And honestly, and I, I tell you right now, yeah. sometimes, and that's just based on experience, you know, not everybody, but sometimes mm -hmm. people just like the complaining. Because once you take that away, then they have nothing to complain about. Their life becomes somewhat void. Mm. So they, you know, it takes time to look for something else to complain about. Have you ever met someone who prefers the, like, it doesn't matter how many solutions you tell them, they will still find something to complain about that same thing. Of course. Even if there's no reason yeah. to complain. Yeah. That's just how it's, it is. Yeah. Now, you can't change people. You can't ask people to change if they don't want to change. You mm -hmm. can simply give them the information and hopefully, you know, it, you know, it serves them well moving forward. Mm -hmm. Because some people do complain about certain things, but they're going to do it anyway. That's true. <laughs> Right. I mean, people go, go to the doctor and they say, okay, uh, this is hurting. Doctor says, here, here's a prescription. I don't want to take pills. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But they're gobbling that thing like Tic Tac by the end of the day. <laughs> because at the end of the day, they know they're going to take it. It's just they want something to complain about. Mm. Yeah. So again, Pete, as we were discussing regarding uh problems that people would prefer living with one of the things that i found um, even while we're discussing is that people don't like when it comes to self-reflection people don't like the process and what that means is it the reason why they don't like it is because it lets people have to slow down uh, they have to take responsibility be vulnerable i know you mentioned that already uh, with the process, oftentimes people get irritated or they become defensive. They don't like the results because the results may require them to make changes. Mm -hmm. Leaving your comfort zone and letting go of being in control and or in charge because it may show areas of weakness that we may not want others to know about us. Uh, it also... For some, when they look at self-reflection, uh, other people having biases towards them mm -hmm. um, or even themselves. So some people may say, well, I'm fine with the way that I'm living, so I don't need change. So you live in, what would we say, in denial? Like mm -hmm. we said, I'd rather live in denial. Even though I know I need mm -hmm. to work on this, I'd rather just live with my problem, let it be. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you, when we hear these things, even for us, do we sometimes do these same things? You know, I know our listeners are listening. And so I'm looking at my own life, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you know, and, and you as well, Pete, are there areas in our own lives? And we don't have to answer that question now, but it, it, it is, it's something that we have to ask ourselves. When it comes to self-reflection, why is it that we don't want to, because it's an important question, why is it that we don't want to take the time to examine ourselves? You know, um, what is it that we're avoiding? You know, and if, again, we aren't taking the time to 
do self-reflection, is it taking away from goals that we may achieve? I wouldn't say it takes away from the goals. I would say it deviates them or makes some changes. Because remember, we when we you know when when we made the goals originally, it was based on thinking that we are invincible or yeah. we we don't have any faults or downfall or anything like that. It's not because we didn't think we did. We just never really thought of what they were. Mm-hmm. So when you figure out what it really is, then it sort of um, you know makes you more mindful of what you have to do next. Do you have to make certain changes so it can accommodate the new you? Mm. Okay, so do do you want to okay continue with the same in the same path that you were uh, when when you thought you, you you couldn't fail or you know things were perfect as opposed to when you know okay this is my weakness and in this goal it it shows that if I continue down that path it's gonna hurt at some point. So I may have to adjust a little bit to still follow the same goal or mm-hmm. maybe change it. You never know, you know what it is. But you know, it requires some changes. Regard regardless what it is, we have to look at the end goal at the end of the day. If you may, it's like a domino effect. The first thing, if you made some changes, if you change the direction, it's gonna affect the last domino. It's gonna affect the way it falls or how it falls, or whether or not it falls at all. So we we sort of have to Go down the line and see. Okay, I changed this. Now, do I need to change that, or do I need to keep it the same way it is? But at the end of the day, each person have to look into themselves and see: Is that something uh, that I want to do? If I do it now, how do I feel now that I know myself a little better, and I'm trying to move forward? How can I do that without interrupting, or how to, or how can I do that while I adjust my future for it to still be a success the way I want it to be? You know. So the long run, <clears throat> really and truly, is our experience, mm-hmm. right? Self-reflecting is looking at our own experiences in our past. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that we could have done differently? We can't change it. What can we do now? Mm-hmm. Um, also, looking at what are some things that we can contribute in our lives now that would reflect us moving in a direction that would not hinder, but would help us achieve. Oh, I like that. That, that was pretty good. Um, but I mean, we, we've been talking about why some people won't do it. Mm-hmm. Let's say we have some of our listeners who choose to go that route and want to do it. What are some of the tools that you have, you, you know, you would recommend that they use in order to start off? Well, what I would share with some of our listeners and even us um, because everyone is not the same. Mm-hmm. So using a reflective process that matches your preference. So for example, there are many people um, when it comes to reflecting, they'd rather it be best for them to write a journal. Mm-hmm. Some people would probably express themselves in art, mm-hmm. um, in song. These are different ways that you can start the process of looking within, um, seeing of the experiences that you've had um, if they have affected you in a way, now being able to find ways to release it so that now you can move on into a positive um, journey. Because mm-hmm. um, oftentimes, guess what we do? Rather than reflecting, we often talk about sports. We complain about uh, something or someone that we don't like mm-hmm. and not really focus on ourselves. Yeah. Um, some things that others can do is 
maybe sit for a while because we're always ripping and running. Mm-hmm. Maybe go for a walk, pick up a hobby, ride your bike, you know, mm-hmm. um, be alone. Sometimes we don't do things alone because we're afraid of facing these problems. Sometimes we need alone time away from everyone else and just quiet and just reflect. Mm-hmm. Think, okay, what am I doing? Um, talking, thinking, we just mentioned that. Scheduling a time too. I know a lot of people, they prefer um, schedule. They like to work on a schedule. Maybe scheduling a time, um, whether it's once a week, two times, you know, twice a week, three times, setting some time to do some self-reflection. What have I done today? Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything that I could have done differently? Um, again, doing it. <laughs> Start that process of doing it. Um, going back to a list of questions and explore them. You know, you may have questions about yourself regarding, you know, what are some things that I have, haven't done? Why haven't I reached those things? Why haven't I taken the time um, to deal with those problems? Mm-hmm. Ask for help. Sometimes we become prideful. We don't like to ask for help, especially us as men. Mm-hmm. We don't like to go look for help. So sometimes for us, we need to consider working with a mentor, mm-hmm. looking for a therapist, a coach, um, to help us with our time and somebody that can help us um, reflecting. Um, somebody that will listen, be thoughtful, and also hold us accountable. Mm-hmm. If we slip up and we mess up, somebody can tell you, yeah, <laughs> what you just did is not right. And at the end of the day, you know, we have to realize that despite the challenges um, with the experiences that we have, self-reflection helps us to clear our minds, you know, to clear our thoughts. And realize that no matter what in this world, we're going to always be faced with issues and problems. Yeah. Um, but I know in the first episode, we've, we, we've mentioned this. We can't allow our problems to be bigger than solving it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe, Pete, that you know we should be able to have a solution for any problem. And there should be no problem that's too big that can't be solved. That's right. I mean, and the thing is, <clears throat> sometimes... It- overthinking things also create you know make the problem bigger mm-hmm. because sometimes something can be very tiny because we overthink it so much it becomes such a big issue and then it becomes overwhelming mm-hmm. and you know as soon as we tell someone else about it and you know a solution comes up we may not have all the solution ourselves that's why we have people in our lives or we pay people to <laughs> to yeah. to help yeah. us with these solutions but i don't think there is a problem that cannot be solved or be resolved if we if we search for the answers yeah. i mean there's somebody in this world who may have an idea so many things are being created being invented somebody thought of them you know or you know it's just a matter of being Active, I mean, actively looking for the, the solution. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have to want to in order for it to happen. So at the end of the day, when it boils down to it, we can't allow fear because that's what usually creeps up. Fear mm-hmm. of what's going to happen. Yeah, and not being able to sit there and think about our issues is afraid of facing them later on, mm-hmm. knowing that it's going to require some major changes in our lives. We're too scared to go. So to our listeners, the reflection of our own lives is to dissect, interpret, remind, relive, regurgitate, remove, rebuild, remember, 
reboot, and reinvent. Finding our purpose. With everything going on, Pete, I got to tell you, this one was harder than I thought. You know why? Because the verdict is in. Guilty. We are all guilty in many ways of not truly reflecting. Guilty for try for not trying, giving up, running away, hiding, blaming others, being too busy until something happens, which forces us to then ask, what is truly going on with my life? And so tonight, I wanted to leave you all with a story of hope, a story of adversity, and maybe many of us may uh, have gone through the same thing or something similar and um, may have broken down. But I want to just share with you this story. There was a young man in the 1850s by the name of Joseph Crivy. And Joseph Crivy lived in Ireland. And after graduating from school, he was preparing to marry his childhood sweetheart. So the day before the wedding, he decided that they were going to meet. But on her way, riding on a horse, passing by a river, for some reason the horse startled and it threw her into the river. So she became unconscious and drowned. So by the time Joseph Crivy arrived, when they pulled her out, he looked. And for the first time in his life, he said that the bottom of his, his world had disappeared. And he said every time he looked around in Ireland, all he could remember was the wonderful time that he would have looked forward to that never occurred. <laughs> so he decided to leave Ireland and move to Ontario. So when he got to Ontario, a few years later, while he was working, he decided to dedicate his whole life towards working with God. Uh -huh. And he built a relationship and connection with God, which is what helped him to deal with that catastrophe, that devastation. But in Ontario, when he arrived, he met another young lady that he fell in love with. And a few weeks before the wedding, guess what happened? She became ill, had pneumonia, and he tried to help her and vigilantly did his best. But guess what happened to her? She died as well. Oh boy. So what he did was he went back to what he knew best, building his connection with God. And that's what helped him. A year later, his mother became ill and he couldn't go back because he didn't have the funds because he dedicated all his life mm. to help others to be what Christ has done, what he was like on earth. So what he did to encourage his mother was he wrote a poem <laughs> and the poem said, what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh man. All our sins that we can bear. Wow. I know that song. So what a friend we have in Jesus has been a song that has been very um, popular to many of us mm -hmm. in this Christian world. Yeah. You know, and so that's where this song came from. So in his life, when we think about it, all the different adversity that he went through, he did some self-reflecting. Oh, yeah. And rather than allowing the situations to get the best of him where he just wanted to give up, <laughs> he faced it. 
And he realized what better way to focus on something bigger that can help him, which is God, and allowed God to take that burden away and give him peace. Wow, man, you got me again. I didn't know <laughs> that story. I, I didn't know this song came from such deep, deep pain. That, yeah. that was... Uh, yeah. And so all of us, you know, we have, we have some thinking to do as well when we do face adversity. Mm. We need to find that place like Joseph Cribby. Rather than allowing the li life to get the best of us, we're going back. And he found his friend. Yeah, but he sure did. Um, as we end this episode, I want to remind our listeners, if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to discuss, feel free to email us at itsworthliving1 at gmail.com. Again, it is itsworthliving, the number one, at gmail.com. We can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at itsworthliving, the number one. Again, it's at It's Worth Living, the number one. I want to remind all of, all of our listeners that I am remarkably made. You are remarkably made. We are all remarkably made. Therefore, it's worth living. All right.